0: You know, I, my experience of community and living in small communities ranges from different towns in Arizona. The very first town I lived in for the first seven years of my life was a town called Duncan, Arizona. That's on the eastern part of Arizona there. And so growing up, it's a town anywhere from four to 600 people and about the same size as Nazareth, if you're looking at that there. And... Um, It's a community living there. We rented a house. My parents rented a house, and the landowner lived right next door. And so we decided to go out for a ride so that the baby could kind of fall asleep and we'd come back home. And so as we're out for a ride on a windy day, the owner of the house next door decides to burn weeds on a windy day. And so in doing so, It kind of goes into our backyard. As we're driving home, we see smoke coming up. We said, oh, whose poor house is that? That's so sorry to hear. And my dad goes, that's our house. And luckily, it was just the backyard there. But all of a sudden, the volunteer fire department shows up from Duncan there. I can remember a guy named Johnny. He was like the sheriff deputy. He wore a cowboy hat and boots there, and he jumped the fence to help the hose get over there. All the neighbors kind of came by. Are you okay? Do you need anything? Others just wanted to gossip. Oh, what's going on there? But it's a community that gathered together and cared for one another. And that's kind of how you had to live in Duncan, that you were part of that. My dad was part of the Greenlee County Posse, to help maybe with parking or with some serious issues or whatever. He gave back to the community in that way. And so not all the time is community living in small communities easy. Sometimes it can be very challenging. People know your business, they gossip about you. It can be very painful as well. But at the same time, it can be very life-giving and very caring for one another. When we approach Matthew's Gospel today, he's addressing a community. But some of us here don't have that experience. We live in a society where individualism is highly encouraged. And so we think of ourselves, and many times people can take that to an extreme of making personal decisions that might affect or hurt other people, but are blind to that effect, or only think of themselves. And yet Matthew talks to a community that's living together, but also has to deal with conflict gossip and other things that any community would deal with so how do we deal with people who are difficult how do we people de- be people who are hurting the community through sinful acts matthew reminds us that we should do that privately that's what jesus says to approach privately and all things should be done to restore the relationship whatever method we try Whatever we do is meant to be, as a disciple, restorative. That doesn't mean it's always going to work, but that's our model. Some people in church misread this reading and use it for personal reasons. They call out people by name. They publicly shame people. One, that's something that Jesus never did. And two, Matthew's community never does that as well. Remember the talk that Jesus gave about the wheat and weeds growing together. And the servants ask, do you want us to pull out those bad weeds so that we can do your job? And the master goes, no, because if you do that, you're going to hurt the wheat. Wait until the end. In other words, God is the one that's going to take care of that, not human beings. Also, Jesus always meets people where they're at. He never publicly shames anyone for their sins. His desire to stand with the marginalized, the forgotten, the poor, is the example that Matthew wants part of his community. And so what can happen then is people who preach from the pulpit, who have leadership or who follow the Christian faith, then can really enjoy when people from the pulpit name out people we don't like and we enjoy it. Nothing like calling out people's public sin. And we follow it. And so blind to that's not how Christian behavior should be because Christ never does that. And so what kind of community should we be? What kind of community have we been trying to build at St. Patrick? Well, I came across a video that could be a great example, a great story to all of us here, that gives us a roadmap of how we can live our Christian life. I invite you to watch on the video this story of how Christians can live their life.
1: Finally tonight, the story of a man on a never-ending mission of kindness and how it's changing lives. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman, On the Road. At the bottom of a hole in Chesterfield County, Virginia, utility worker Calvin Godet is fixing a leaky water main. But no gusher down here compares to the fountain of good deeds he delivers up there. Whether it's buying coffee yes, for the next car, take care of the people that are behind me, or groceries for a random shopper, I'm gonna pay for this. Calvin gives away about half his income to total strangers. I'm gonna fill your truck up for you. In return, he may get a thank you, that? at best. But he remains undaunted. You don't never know. You could do something for somebody or talk to someone and you can change the whole situation he says it happened once you can come around thank you a few months ago calvin was in this burger king drive-through when he happened to look in his rearview mirror and saw a woman who just seemed sad so calvin did what calvin does bought her meal only this time his random act of kindness would not soon be forgotten somebody to do something that nice for you on that very moment when i thought nothing could make me happy again it just touched my heart this is andy denise walters had just lost her husband of 41 years i just wish she was still here and says calvin's kindness was exactly what she needed at exactly the right time in fact it had such a profound effect she chased him down told his boss and got him recognized before the County Board of Supervisors. He saw that I was upset and showed compassion to a complete stranger. You Since then, they have stayed in touch and grown their circle. Nice to meet you. I'm Chris. Nice to meet you, Chris. I told us you, you may have lost your husband, but you gained a family. He's just an amazing man, just an amazing man. He's also her new role model. I want you to have this. Denise is now doing the same thing. He has shown me the way. So you feel like you're on a mission now? Oh, absolutely. If he can do this, I can do this. And maybe we can do this. Go spread that joy somewhere, okay? Steve Hartman. Thank you. On the road. In Chesterfield County, Virginia,
0: that's the kind of parish i've wanted from day one that's the direction we need to go especially now more than ever calvin gives things away may not have to be half our income but we never say my stuff my things we're willing to share with others the beauty is not everybody trusts Christian. Not everybody likes all the things we stand for and what we do. But why do we act surprised? We always seem to think, well, I did something good. They should acknowledge us or at least say thank you. And that's what I love about Christianity. There are people who can't stand us, people who mock us, people who just don't get it or misunderstand our Christian values of who we are. And that doesn't deter us. And that shouldn't stop us, because it's about our behavior. And then the works that we all do, whether we realize it or not, can touch people at their most vulnerable moments. In this room are people going through serious things that you know nothing about. And yet your presence here can make a difference. And so with this stranger, and because of his act of sharing there, what does he say? You're part of a bigger family. When Christians do that well, they belong to us. And they're no longer alone or afraid. And when people feel that St. Patrick's is their home, that takes effort to do that, but that's the beauty of our behavior. The world calls it random acts of kindness. Not us, we call it the way of Christ. That should be Christianity 101. That's where it all is at and it all begins. And in the end, The widow emulates Calvin and does the same for others. And yet, we're okay and we say nothing or we follow people who love to demonize, call out publicly by name the sins of others. And yet, what does St. Paul tell us in today's Roman scriptures here? evil love does no evil to anyone for love is the fulfillment of the law now do we stand against sin of course but you know what we always work for restorative ways just as God does if God is patient so must we be and our judgment is not part of that and so that's the community We need to desire to be. That's why, from pulpits, we should never support or allow anyone to call out people by name and saying they're the sinners. Unless you're willing to stand up and say your sins. I'd love to hear that. That ain't going to happen. But all are loved by God. And so I invite you then to remember there's the church. That's where we need to go, and the world needs that kind of church, that kind of Christians more than ever.